1: Coming up on today's experience, devotional diamonds of the day, also known as DDDs. See, DDD, devotional diamond of the day, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show which have nothing to do with life, but the Bible teaches there's a time to laugh. Now is as good as any. The review of the goofy news which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. Take a look around, folks, lots sooner. Life lessons for our faith that we could actually use probably won't if we sit on our blessed assurance and like to be more sponge-like. Let's be less sponge-like, and let's be more doers than hearers. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? Don was wondering that just the other day. Also, Bible trivia for fake, and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I will be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. Have you ever gone through this process where you're working on something and everything is exactly the way it's supposed to be and you put it all together, kind of like a jigsaw puzzle, and guess what? The pieces don't fit. Have you ever gone through that experience? <laughs> Well, if you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question about that or anything else, we want you to reach out to the show. We want you to have that opportunity to share praise reports, which will be a blessing for other people to hear, prayer requests, which we will join our faith together, brothers and sisters uniting our faith, petitioning the Lord. It can be a question you have about basic concepts of you know, space travel. I don't have any idea about any of those answers, but I can tell you which taco is the best. Yeah, the little things that count. Here's the bottom line. We want you to reach out to us during the show. The way to do that is to call 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, you'll end up talking to Captain Chris. And you know what that's like? That's like winning a radio contest. <laughs> wow! And then you will be... Sailing takes me away to where i away. Ah, like that one. That was a good one. Uh, also, you can text us 214-210-8483, 214-210-8483, 214-210-8483. Uh, Additionally, you can email during the show, live during the show. Hold on, let me turn off my YouTube. There we go. Okay, now it's off. Uh, So now I can see my 99-cent Chromebook. The only 98-cent value is that I get to listen to Christian uh, videos on the YouTube. The rest of it doesn't work. Uh, Bottom line, you can reach out to us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. The last thing that we're going to tell you is we're going to send you to the website. And the reason we send you to the website is because on the website is a ton of stuff. I counted there's over 30 links now that are up there. Uh, The video one is not up there yet. You'll see it's there, instructional video, but it's not been put up there yet. But I've been working on it. It's a little goofy. nicest way to put it it's a little goofy uh, additionally there are information there's information up there if you guys want brochures you got brochures AAA brochures zzz in each one of those there's a number one two three one two three you're gonna just tell me which ones you want we're gonna print them off and send them to you no cost no problems uh, and then the instructional video will tell you how to use that that's the whole process of what we're doing and then additionally the big thing about the website is quite simply we need the money and that we're not we don't apologize for needing the money we We just don't want to guilt you into it. I guilt you. I guilt you. You must listen. I guilt. No. If you believe that the ministry is good and you think that the Lord blesses you and other people through it, then give. Help us out. And if you can't give $60, give 60 seconds in prayer. In In prayer. I can say it in prayer. Do it that way. In the meantime, check out the website. Lots of fun stuff on there. Never feel an obligation. You're always welcome to drink from the well of whatever we provide without having to contribute. But if you can contribute, please do so. Go to hemustincrease.org. Prayer request.
2: HeMustIncrease.org.
1: Praise report. He must increase.org. Looking to give to this ministry? HeMustIncrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now?
2: HeMustIncrease.org. HeMustIncrease.org.
1: Yeah, I still like it. I still like the explosion one, even though it sounds like a ping pong ball. Uh, somebody has called in, so let's give them the opportunity to share. What? Uh, let's do the ringy dingy. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hello? Hello, David? Yes. Hey, David. This is Sergio. Hey, brother. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I really am. I'm working out on my leg on a regular basis. One day I'll be able to almost look normal with it. (laughs) (laughs) What's happening on your end? What can I help? How can I help you, bro? Hey, I just had a question. Um, you know how, like, um,
2: forgiving someone else is—well, let me just preface it. You know how, like, we're of the flesh and of the world, and whenever you, 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 have, to, you have to forgive, like, we're instructed to forgive, um, that almost sounds like otherworldly. What, in your opinion, uh, recommendations or suggestions do you give to us of the flesh and of the world? to
1: forgive. Okay. Excellent question, by the way. You know, you have great questions. I don't know if anybody ever told you that, but your questions are really, really good. I just want you to know that. All right. You can hang Thank on. You, you can hang on, and I can answer, or you can hang up, whatever you're comfortable no, with.
2: No, let me hang up, and I just just want to give you a, a double thumbs up. Thank you for everything that you do, and uh, I just, just so happen to Have caught your radio station today, and I just took the
1: advantage of asking a question. But thank you for
2: everything that you do, and I hang up and listen.
1: You got it. All right, so excellent question. So because we go through a lot of uh, fighting in the flesh, so to speak, and a lot of worldly influence, you kind of, you know, you're told you're to forgive, and then how is it that you really do forgive? In other words, how can it be sincere versus lip service? And that's. That's the biggest issue uh, for most Christians. There's two direct answers I'm going to give you. They're very, very specific, and they're very, very on target. So you got to listen. How do you forgive somebody that, that it's genuine, it's sincere, it's divine? It's not just, uh, you got to forgive them. Okay, I'll forgive them. And uh, that's kind of the way that m- many people think. The first thing to recognize, and I'm actually going to be teaching about this in about two weeks, which is amazing, is... You have to genuinely, listen to what I'm saying, genuinely receive the forgiveness of God in order to extend genuine forgiveness to others. You cannot give what you do not have. So you're not going to do it, it doesn't work. And so for many people, they say, Yeah, yeah, I, I received forgiveness. Sure, sure, sure. And it's not deep, it's not sincere, it's not real. And by saying that, what I'm trying to tell you is this, and just trying to keep it as simple as possible. We need to recognize the depth or the level of the things that God has forgiven us and seize upon that and operate in that, because if we don't understand it then and we don't receive it, then we don't have a notion as to what to really give somebody but when we understand that god has forgiven us in just in the nicest terms about 15 million and we only need to give somebody forgive somebody about a buck 50 you kind of start to figure out you know what i can do this it's right I've received so much more. I can extend that right back and I can do it sincerely. So, the biggest part about forgiveness, no matter what anybody says, uh, you know, I, 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 of course you have to obey the scriptures, but you can't do it without really processing it. You can't be obedient to it unless you've really received the forgiveness of God. And I don't care if you have to take an extra two, three, four hours, weeks, months, years. I don't care. You spend time with God and recognizing He extends that forgiveness because of who He is. And then and you forgive others because he's forgiven you, and you operate with that kind of cycle of forgiveness. He, he grants it to you, you grant it to others, and you recognize you're just giving away a small portion of the greatness of God. That's just the first part of the answer. The second part of the answer is also and equally essential, and that is you cannot forgive people with and have it be genuine and sincere and biblical without the partnership with God. And in that partnership with God, we're talking about your connection to the Holy Spirit. You can't just sit there and say, I'm going to do it because God said it and it doesn't matter. You have to have the power of God working in you. You know, you can't even love yourself, let alone your neighbor, let alone your enemy, without the power of God working in you. So it's like you need that operating on the inside so that you can be functioning it on the outside. So what people do is they try to forgive in the flesh and just just pass it by, or they try and do everything in their own strength. Never works. Remember, everything the Holy Spirit does in your life is to honor and glorify Jesus, to bring to remembrance what he said, and to also empower you to walk in a certain way as to produce fruit. And some of that fruit has to do with you being a merciful, kind, gracious person operating in that right spirit of genuineness, genuine forgiveness, genuine grace, genuine mercy. Again, just using 1 Corinthians 13, because I can, using that portion to help us understand that true love does not count the record of wrongs. There's a forgiveness element, and true love, true love is demonstrated through Jesus Christ. It's manifested in our life, and we walk in that in the power of the Holy Spirit, which, by the way, is why 1 Corinthians 13 is between 12 and 14, not because it's trying to make some big distinguishment because of the gifts, but it's... Uh, wrapped around uh, uh, 1 Corinthians 12 and 14 because that's all about operating in the power and the wisdom and the insight of God and in his understanding. And love being connected to the Holy Spirit is right at the central of that point of that. If you really want to understand that, go to Romans 5, 5, where you find out that God poured out his love into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. The first time you ever do, uh, whoops, Something there it goes. Okay, whoops. So that has happened. Uh, the first time you ever experienced the love of God, that's the that was the Holy Spirit going. Boom! Here's the love of God. And then people are like, well, why can I never feel the love of God again? Because now that I felt it the first time and experienced the first time, I can never seem to find it again. The same Holy Spirit that poured the love of God into your heart the first time is the same Holy Spirit who continually pours it in your heart, which gives you the ability to genuinely forgive, which gives you the ability to operate in receiving the fullness of forgiveness. And that's just two quick answers off the top of my head. Maybe I should have coffee. Maybe I should not have coffee. Maybe that's a better idea. So I'm hoping, Sergio, that that gives you a little bit right there. you got to genuinely receive it, and you got to engage and walk in the Holy Spirit. Of course the Word of God tells us that, but to embrace that and to make it practical, to make it real. You want to do this in partnership with God. That's the key. Okay? Now, those are two starting points. There's other points to go with, but I think if you start in those places, you will do well. Okay? There you go. <sighs> A little bit of glitch there in the old thing, but I think uh, it was self-inflicted, as most of my stupidness is. We'll take our break, and then we'll come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. Don't go anywhere.
0: Just as I am, reach down. The Christian faith is being attacked. Fifty years ago, people would disagree with Christianity, but with a sense of respect. Those days are over. The rage, the flesh, the enemy, and the atmosphere of sin is growing and growing. Jesus said in Matthew 24, the love of many will grow cold. And if it's not the end now, it's certainly a lot closer than it was yesterday. You may be from a Baptist background. David Spoon has that. You may have a Pentecostal background. He has that too. You may have a non-denominational background. Yep, he's got that as well. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. What is the David Spoon Experience?
1: Jesus Christ as the Lamb of God for you and I. God provided his own burnt offering, his own Lamb of sacrifice, because our presentations are not that hot. And this is where you get the understanding that the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. How many? All. And the wages of sin is death. That's the result. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And God showed his love for us while we were still sinners that Christ died for us. That's the love. He was the sacrificial lamb. And if you have never made that decision, I invite you right now to make that decision to acknowledge Jesus Christ as Lord. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And this is where you get John 3.16, which people will say is the gospel in a scripture, which is not far off. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. That gift is available for you. And if you have never exercised that acceptance of that gift i encourage you to do so by saying this prayer and don't go anywhere because i got another one for all of us heavenly father i surrender my life lord jesus christ i give you my heart pour out your holy spirit for i believe you rose from the dead and i confess with my mouth you died for my sins according to the scriptures you were buried and three days later you rose again You ascended to the Father and are coming back soon. And I thank you for this new life you've given me. I praise you and pray this in your name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. Oh. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's amen 770, the truth station here in yeah. Texas. Getting ready for our first trivia question. In the Old Testament, what was the name of the widow who married Boaz? <coughs> Excuse me. What was the name of the widow who married Boaz? Boaz in the Old Testament. What was the name of the widow who married Boaz? If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972 445 0770. L struck first, but uniquely. I'll just say that. Uh, somebody is calling in. That was pretty funny, Al. Uh, text 214 210 8483. Also, you can send an email, David at hemustincrease.org not looking for this to be that difficult of course uh, so we just want people to keep these things in mind you think well why do you do trivia and why are some of the questions hard why are some of the questions e- easier because sometimes when you're reading the scripture it's a little harder and sometimes it's easier that's why Just if you want an answer there it is that's all I got for you uh, somebody is ready to answer the trivia question alright let's just fire away on that then <laughs> This is David, i am I talking to?
2: Yeah, David, this is Ken.
1: Hey, Ken, how are you? It's just beautiful out here today. Now, that is the right attitude, brother. It is beautiful. It is absolutely a wonderful day. Great day to be alive and waiting for the Lord to come back. Amen. And paint
0: my ceilings. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, my brother, here we go. In the Old Testament, what was the name of the widow who married Boaz?
2: That would be Esther.
1: Okay, now I want you to think about, think about it, think about it, think about it. Ruth. That's right, yes!
2: I knew it was one of them
1: girls. (laughs) What's really great is, you know, you gotta think about this, uh, you know, because the question is, what was the name of the widow who married Boaz? Well, what was Boaz before he married her? He was Ruthless.
2: Ah. <laughs> I think your jokes are funny. I mean, you may think some don't. I think they're funny. I like them.
1: I appreciated that, and I'll send you the twenty bucks later. Good job. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks, David. All right. God bless. Bye bye. You too. Bye. All right. <laughs> uh, so, well, we have fun anyway. You know what Al said? Instead of roof, he said roof. <laughs> okay. Then he wrote, "My dental work's not working." <laughs> okay, uh, let's go into First John chapter uh, two. We're actually in verse eighteen, and I actually want to pick up on something that somebody else said on a different show. It's a really, it's a, it's, he's, it's he's quite correct, and I want to make sure you understand it. First uh, John chapter two, verse eighteen: Children, it is the last hour, and just as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, so now many Antichrists. Have appeared. Let's just stop right there and catch this. This is the last hour, and you're thinking, Dave, oh, 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 the Lord has been, it's been 2,000 years. That's right. But well said and scripturally stated, a day with the Lord is a thousand years, and a thousand years is a day. So from God's time frame, it's been two days. Okay. Just want to point out, it was more than two days for the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Hello. So for everybody who's thinking it has to be in a certain time frame, stop doing that, okay? From God's perspective, something that seems... Uh, long to us may be very short to him, which is something we talk about a lot on the show. And the reason that's important is because when we get engaged with God and we're interacting and we desire to connect with God, he makes promises to us in his word. He makes promises to us in our own communion with God. And there's times where people are like, well, God doesn't make promises to people. That's what he's been doing since mankind has been created Of course he makes promises to people. That's silly. The issue is not that. Let me explain to you what the issue is. Ready? The issue is we want God to fulfill the promises on our timeline. That's the problem. We want God to do what we want God to do when we want God to do it. You don't have to look any further, and we've talked about this several times, but any further than Martha and Mary. If you'd only been here. Boy, if you'd have been here, this would have been different. If you'd have handled this different. And that's what people say to God. If you'd have only done it this way. Well, you don't know. If you'd only done it this way. What? You don't, God is the one who knows. And so he has a complete handle on time. And what we think is long is only long in the flesh, and it's amazing. I, I'm going to say this and try to be careful, but but try to be honest. So, if a day with the Lord is a thousand years, and a thousand years. As a day then in the last 1000 years America has been around for x amount of years but only in the last third right so prior to America and some people are like no oh, it's the greatest country and it's this thing." first of all it's not the greatest country the greatest country is God's country so and I mean God's country I mean God's actual country like you know heaven right And number but we are a very prosperous and blessed nation, so don't don't misunderstand what I'm saying. What I'm trying to illustrate to you is in the mind and the heart of God, all the kingdoms of men have been but a day. Do you see what I'm saying? Greece went 1,500 years, Rome went 990 or 1,000 years, America. If it makes 500, it would be amazing. But the idea behind it is that in God's mind, in God's economy, it's the it's the last hour. And you don't know, and this is why he, he says it, to you don't know if at a moment it goes, and it's over. And I'm not talking about your trial. I'm talking about all of it. So 2,000 years is two days to the Lord. And the last hour phrase means it's very tight, and towards the end we're right there. And the passage says this, and I don't want you to miss this. You have heard that Antichrist is coming. So now many, and so now many Antichrists have appeared. Do not misunderstand the text. The Antichrist is coming, but there have already been many Antichrists. It is not the ultimate Antichrist. He's still coming, right? but there have been many antichrists throughout the history of mankind. And it's not, no, they're not the big bad one. The big bad ones you are still yet to come. But you cannot possibly, I mean, you cannot possibly miss that if you were living in, in 1945 and Adolf Hitler was killing the Jewish people, that you would not think, that guy, there he is, there's the Antichrist. You would immediately, oh, they've interpreted his name to be 666 and all this other stuff and great, great, great. You're missing the point. There are several Antichrists. They're going to keep coming until the very last one comes. And when the last one comes, he's going to act like, hey, nobody can take me down. And then Jesus is going to come and, you know, I don't want to say, chop his head off, but let's just say chop his head off. (laughs) It's over. And so the idea behind that is there are many Antichrists. Some of them have great authority. Some of the Antichrists are simply smaller people who are anti-Jesus. Those are Antichrist people too. So when the passage says, children, it is the last hour, we need to recognize, hey, we're winding this down, folks. It's winding them away. You just look at the world and you can tell. From 1960 to 2020, you just look at it and you go, "Is a lot worse. Oh, there's cool technology, and I like that technology too. But the world is a lot worse and getting worse. Man has invented even more ways to kill one another. Amazing. And then the other part of the passage, just as you have heard, Antichrist is coming. So now many Antichrists have appeared. He is coming. And many have already appeared, and there's yet the Antichrist to come. But never misunderstand how this works. They can be as Antichrist as they want. They will not win, period. Jesus is going to come. He is going to return. He is going to have an army. He's going to set the record straight. And everybody, including demons, will have to worship before him, bow the knee, and proclaim Jesus Christ is Lord. The difference is we do it joyfully, they will do it in agony. Get it? All right. We'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. All
2: of Have you ever wanted to get involved with a ministry that promotes Jesus Christ as Lord, but just don't know how? Serving in ministry is a matter of devotion, time, and talent. Are you looking for a place to try and test the waters? Do you want to get involved? Come join the Ambassador's Initiative. Be an ambassador for the David Spoon Experience. It doesn't pay great. Actually, it doesn't pay anything. But the eternal benefits are out of this world. Be a representative. Why not? It couldn't hurt. Well, we hope not anyway. You don't need to be a professionally qualified minister. You need to have a pulse. By that, we mean you need to have a heart. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website and then click on the Ambassador's Initiative link. Fill out the form and we will reach out to you. Sorry. No parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. What is the David Spoon experience? Hey, Jingity Jing. It's Dominic the Donkey. Jingity Jing. <laughs> the Italian Christmas Donkey. La 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 Ask for zany my friend Uh, welcome
1: back to the david Smoon experience so we being not completely unlike you know christmas vacation in chevy chase and so on and so forth we we got a really big tree slapped it up on the car of course it scratched the car to no end remember i'm jewish and i'm trying to follow the christmas holiday it's got nothing to do with my christianity I like Christmas. I like the season and so on and so forth. I have no problem celebrating any specific time, picking a time. And we're as close as we can be celebrating the birth of Christ. It's awesome. It's a great time of year. But you're talking about me fighting a tree. And I'm fighting the tree and I'm fighting the tree. And I hack off a few branches. And unfortunately, what I hacked off with the, with the axe wasn't enough. Because I was right there again, holding the Christmas tree with my feet on the door trying to pull it in. Hey, you know what? The Christmas tree was not coming in. So you know what I did? I hacked off a few more pieces. But then, instead of just trying to pull the tree in, I hacked off a few more pieces. By this point, I have decided that Christmas is a pagan holiday that only people who are supporting Christmas presents have created, and Jewish people who believe in Jesus should not be celebrating Christmas, and I'm crashing the and I've got the axe on, and I'm crushing it, and I'm going to get this tree in, and you would not believe it, but after doing that for 15 minutes, I still could not get the tree in the house.